are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. This is Because You Asked. I'm Barry Newsbaum. We have a very special guest tonight, Israeli ambassador, among other things, Danny Ayalone. Danny, thank you for taking the time to talk with us, especially for having us in your home. It's my pleasure, Barry. It's my honor. home is your home. It's very kind. So you are an Israeli diplomat, a columnist, a politician. You were ambassador to the United States. Um, you're a writer. You're kind of the expert on the relationship between Israel and the United States. So we've got a lot of important stuff we want to hear your viewpoint on. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a corollary to your um, ambassadorship, you have an Israeli understanding of the importance of the relationship between Israel and the United States. Let's talk about that to start. Well, first of all, Barry, I can tell you that um, just on, the, on the, the surface, you know, Israel and the United States are great friends because of common interests and threats. But it's much more than that. And uh, Israel and the United States are natural allies. It's because of the ethos, it's because of the common identity to the core, being uh, democratic states, uh, uh, really willing to defend our culture. Also, there is a similarity of being in a country of immigrants coming to desolate land, whether it was 300 years ago in, uh, in North America uh, or 150 years ago coming back to our own land here in Israel, which was called then Palestine, which is a Roman name. Uh, so we know we are uh, dedicated as you are, we are industrious, and we are not apologetic about our achievements. And in today's world, I think this is doubly important, the alliance between Israel and the United States, because we have those who are really trying to get us down, um, basically to kill us, literally, whether they are the Iranian Ayatollahs, who are still, still, um, I mean, they have not, um, they have not uh, forgotten their uh, mission in their eyes to become nuclear and to become the hegemonists in the area and beyond. We have the ISIS, we have the Hezbollah, we have the, the, the Hamas. All of them come from the same root, uh, Muslim brotherhoods. And, uh, and, and they are really the antithesis to the Judo, Judeo-Christian, Judeo-Christian uh, heritage. And, and this is why it is important. Because today, unfortunately, with uh, I mean, being the post-modernistic era, as they call it, you know, today everything is post post-Zionism, post-this, post-that, people do not, I mean, they have lost their identity, their sense of pride in who they are and in their country and in their nationality. And I think this is where Israel and the United States can build on each other. Um, So in that respect, um, of course, uh, we are the, the junior partner. I have always realized that. And uh, is the American support for Israel is critical, but Israel's, I would say, role for American interest and, um, and security is also very, very important. Many, many American lives vary, and you know that we're safe because of Israeli intelligence, because of the cooperation that we have, 
we have the state of the art um, technology on, on different things that of course the US is as our ally uh, is enjoying it whether it's missile defense we're at the cutting edge whether it's you know like Iron Dome and others mm -hmm. and the arrow whether it's cybersecurity and many many other things so um, as I see today uh, things have gotten back to the right track uh, between the two administrations Jerusalem and, and Washington but still I worry about the public opinion because there are those who are trying to disrupt and uh, to make us um, self-guessing and who try to really rattle the cage and make us doubtful of our own heritage. And those who are strong enough, those who know the facts, those who know their history, of course, they are not being influenced. But there are so many, unfortunately, that either they are not educated or they are not uh, educated in a specific uh, history and some of them fall prey well, into their lies and insight. Let's talk about the the big misconception about settlements that uh, Jews uh, across the Green Line, the um, 1948 armistice yeah. uh, line that was never a border, but right. it just sort of the troops ended up there. Right that Jews that live on the other side of that are somehow invading Palestinian land. That has become the narrative in the West. Mm -hmm. And uh, in American politics, you don't even run for anything until you say, uh, I'm for a two-state solution. The, the area west of the Jordan and on the other side of the Green Line, that part in the middle is Palestinian land historically, and they should have it. Mm -hmm. And that's where their country will be, mm -hmm. and the Jews will be on the other side. What's your opinion about that argument? Because it's the biggest argument being used against Israel in the West. Right. And, uh, and again, unfortunately, the Palestinians and their collaborators have been so relentless and unfortunately so effective in the media, in campuses, everywhere else, telling their own false narrative, rewriting history, rewriting the Bible, anything that you can uh, think about. And here, uh, and I also at fault, because I served you know, in successive Israeli, in different, quite a few Israeli governments, we have not really come up with, um, you know, in a, in a timely way to dispel the lies. Only now we, we understand how bad, how strategically uh, threatening it is, because what the Palestinians are waging is what I call a political terror. It's not just a terror on the ground, it's a political terror, trying to really rob us of our identity, of our history, of our connection to our land. So uh, there is nothing which is more Jewish than what is called the West Bank of the Jordan River, Judea and Samaria. This is the cradle of Jewish history, Jewish culture, uh, Jewish identity, and everything that goes with it. If you believe the Bible, uh, it's a history book, and there are cities all over Judea and Samaria right. in the Bible from 3,000 years ago. Right. Where the Jews were here, the Jews were there, the Jews were here, the Jews were there. And yet, that narrative of this is historic Palestinian land and should be their homeland because they're the ones that have already been here, how has that gotten sold throughout the West? Do you know, Barry, that the term Palestinians did not come up until probably the age of television, not before, maybe even later, 50s and 60s. Before that, they were called Arabs. And, um, Jordanian Arabs, or Jordanian actually. Jordanian Arabs. So 
or Palestinian Arabs. You know, see Palestine, Palestina, Palestine, which um, was an administrative unit. You know, Within from the, the Roman Romans, Empire. Yeah, until the the British Mandate through the occupation of the Ottoman Empire for four hundred years. Actually, the only owners of this land have only been the Jews. All the others were occupiers here, and this is why the the country was so barren. Because when you are a visitor or an occupier, you don't care about the land. You don't invest. Right. You're going to When it's your own home, you see what we have become. A great culture, agriculture, and, and, and high tech, whatever. You know, because we love the country, because it's ours, we own it. Now, in 1947, 48, or before, there were Palestinian Arabs and Palestinian Jews. The UN, and, and you know, the, the, the Palestinians always go to UN security uh, or the UN resolutions and all that, which is also a joke because uh, the UN today is a rubber stamp for the Palestinians because of the automatic majority that the Arab countries have and the Muslim countries have and all that. But in 1947, when the UN was still controlled by Western countries, or, or at least they were the majority, they had it right. And Resolution 181 from 29th of uh, November 1947, when the decision was the British go out of uh, Palestine, and Palestine is going to be partitioned. It was very hard for us. You know, it's like Solomon's... Um, uh, the baby. Right. But we were ready to do that. And what was the idea? And in the, in the language, the formal uh, language of the UN was that the two states which will be created will be an Arab state, I quote from the, not Palestinian state, an Arab state and a Jewish state. For those now that do not want to recognize Israel as a Jewish state, this is the UN language in a legalistic, in a formal way. But what happened since then, it all went, you know, sliding down, uh, down the hill because um, they never wanted us here. They never accepted that we are here in our own rights. And you know it, you know the history. From 1948, when we won the war, and this is just amazing, you know, we were there at that time, 600,000 Jews. By the way, it's the same number of Jews that left out of Egypt uh, with Moses. Quite interesting how numbers repeat in a, in a, in a cyclical way through our, our history. Anyway, uh, in, in this case, uh, 600,000 Jews legally, legitimately uh, declaring their independence, recreating the state. The state was not created in 1948, and it was not created by, by the UN. We were established 4,000 years ago as a, as a people by uh, uh, Abraham, and 3,000 years ago as a sovereign country by King David. But we, so we were recreated in 1948, as we declared, and the very first day, all Arab countries, 100 million hostile Arabs attacked us. What are the odds that 600,000 could face up to 100 million? Not only we survived, we thrived, we won the war. And since then, since the Arabs, and until now, whether it's the Arabs, the Muslims, the Palestinians, where they could not fight us on the ground, then they go to different tactics. So in military, they lost. Economic boycott, they lost. Uh, terrorism and ballistic missiles, they lost. So they go into this PR war, trying to erase our, our history. But they had the land, you know, the West Bank, 
the, 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 the Arab Palestinians had it from 48 until 1967, when again we were attacked. And um, they didn't create their own state at that time. It was annexed by Jordan. Nobody, you know, really had a pipsqueak about it. So uh, we have to understand, once we know the facts, you know the hoax about it, we are there uh, with our own right. We don't have to be apologetic about uh, the Jewish communities in the West Bank. And just as Arabs, Arab Israelis, or what are called today Palestinians, they can live anywhere in Israel. You know, about almost 25% of our population is Arab. With full, full rights, full equal rights, full equal rights, represented in the Knesset, in the Supreme Court, get their the best education they can. Um, so that could be that should be the same yardstick for Jews in the, the West Bank. Thanks for joining us on Because You Asked. I'm Barry Newsbaum. You can go to our website americantruthproject.org to get all the information you could possibly want on the subject. And you can always write to me at Barry at americantruthproject.org. I will respond. Sign up on the website. It's free, and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.